May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So just for a minute, think back to last week. Jesus said, go and do likewise. Those were the last words from last week's gospel reading. Robert then spoke to us about the Good Samaritan, the story of the man who saw someone in dire need and who helped with his hands, his money, his ability to plan and make something happen. Jesus commands all of us to go and do likewise. It is one of the most famous stories in the Bible, and its emphasis is on doing, not thinking too much, but responding to needs with our hands, our money, our skills, our compassion. When we hear the story of the Good Samaritan, we understand that our Christian faith calls us to be doers, to do for others, to extend ourselves beyond our comfort zones, to stretch and give and serve. It's a faith lived in action to do Christianity. We enact the gospel with our own bodies and resources to be active followers of Jesus. So what do we make of today's gospel reading, another familiar one that seems to suggest that doing is not the better part. Today's story of Martha and Mary begins in the very next verse from the, me- the reading from last week. But it's the very next thing that Luke tells us about. The disciples moved on from that encounter with the lawyer where Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan And then he went to Martha's house. So imagine the scene. Martha, Mary, and their brother Lazarus are good friends of Jesus. So this is a familiar place. A house that he probably goes to whenever he is nearby. For these are his really good friends, sort of his family. And Martha is doing what a good hostess does. Presumably, she's cleaning up and cooking and setting the table, perhaps putting out water for Jesus to wash his feet before he comes into the house. And her sister Mary is plumped down on a cushion by the guests, their good friend Jesus, talking and laughing already. So Martha is understandably grumpy, that she is the one doing all the work and is irritated with Mary's lack of help. Lord, she says to Jesus, tell her to help me. But instead of urging Mary to help, Jesus replies, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, 
CJ read it, and I just read it. But honestly, we cannot know the tone of this actual conversation, right? These people know each other really well. So it's possible that this could be a playful sibling encounter, right? The stick that they have whenever they get together and Jesus goes, oh, no, not this again, right? Or it could be real tension in the family. Perhaps something happened before Jesus arrived and Mary and Martha aren't speaking to one another. We don't know. But what we do know is that this story is often told in an out-of-context way, and it's used as a way to set up two categories of faith, right? Those who do and those who listen to Jesus. But when we remember, as I said at the beginning, that it comes right after the story of the Samaritan, that's its context. We might have grounds to resist this binary portrayal of Martha and Mary. I think that's Luke's intention. So think a little bit about it again, right? It's a little tiny story, and it comes after Jesus has been out healing and teaching and been very generally busy in ministry answering these difficult questions like the lawyer asked him. And Luke told us already that Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem. That already happened, right? So he's walking toward Jerusalem. He knows where he's going. He knows what's going to happen. So that's Jesus in this story, right? But for a few minutes, in the little pericope that we have this morning, he's inside with dear old friends taking a break. So in this particular moment, he suggests that distractions and busyness are not what is called for. It's not so much a chastisement of Martha's very appropriate efforts at hospitality, but rather it's a reminder that there are moments when doing is the right thing, and moments when being still and present are right. And we all can do both of those things. So I read this story as a little snapshot of a moment, not some recipe or definition of what it means to live a faithful life, an either-or, but rather an invitation from Jesus for each of us to be discerning about what we pay attention to in any given situation, in any moment. Our lives and our faith call us to be both doers and listeners. We work in our gardens and at our jobs, taking care of our children and our grandchildren. We shop and we cook and we share meals. And 
come here on Sunday to be still and to sing praises to God and to eat a meal that Jesus prepares for us. For some of you, summer is a season to go to a different location where you rest from the rhythms of the other seasons. I think the story describes not two different ways of being faithful, but rather invites us to notice how both doing and listening weave together in different seasons of our lives. For we have seasons of activity and we have seasons of rest, seasons of sabbatical. Sometimes those are intentional, like a summer vacation. Sometimes they're accidental and due to a need for recovery from an illness or a surgery. Seasons that call for rest and prayer, listening to God. And we all also have seasons that call us into action. And hopefully those are shot through with prayer and discernment as well. At the end of the summer, in about five or six weeks, we as a community will share a season of sabbatical. I will be away, and I encourage you all to use the sabbatical time to rest from a lot of distracted doing. To actually use this season in the fall to invite the Holy Spirit even deeper into this place. A season of committing to listening for God's Word. A season of praying about our beloved Trinity and what might be next for us as a church. So with a little bit of license, I would like to translate Jesus' words this way. Nancy, Christopher, Robert, Martha, Emily, Greg, Charlie, David, Rod, Debbie, CJ, everybody. You are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing right now. Mary has chosen the better part in this moment by listening to me, sharing in my presence, which is the presence of the most holy God who created you, who loves you, and calls you by name. This invitation is real and will not be taken away from any of you. So come to me and rest for a while. Be fed by my word and by my body and blood.